J'écris dont je suis. Scribo ergo sum. July 18th. The days are still going by, and he is aimless. Living has become a kind of hell for him, and he decides to walk away from his life. He has heard of other people who have done this before, and now it is his turn. He gets into his car and drives away. He leaves his wife and child and most of the money that he has in his account. All he takes are a few clothes and a big brick of hashish. That's all he'll need, really. The books, the music, the TV. They'll all remind him of who he is. Who he once was. He wonders if he has enough years left in his life to produce a satisfying rebirth. He gets to the other town and begins to create a new frame of reference. He sells his car, changes his name in court, buys a new car. He shaves his head and grows a mustache, injects a few tattoos. This endears him to a whole new crowd where he once only met boring people who involved him in aimless pursuits and activities, he now met insane people who involved him in bizarre pursuits and equally aimless activities. Excuse me, I'm new around here. Do you think you could show me around a little? He was excited by the glittering whirl about him, but disgusted when he thought about the new people he was meeting as individuals. He hid from them by day, but embraced them by night when they became sharper, more defined. His thought processes were becoming focused in one particular area, and it was a sweet release. Going at this rate, He figured he might be dead in a few years, but it was a life. It was his life, and it was still worth living. He lived in that room, and he looked about him. He saw the relics, the residue of drinking, smoking, sex. These were the things he now used to mask himself from the world. What did they mean to anybody, anyway? He sat down at his desk and began making a list of all the people who had been in his room that month. He made a list of the things that he had watched on TV in the past weeks. He listed the advertisements that he remembered from a magazine that he had once read. Then he went back and checked how many he remembered. His lists always went as far back as a certain day. He saw that day and didn't try to probe past it, although he sometimes wondered what would happen if he did. He stopped himself at that point 
he didn't want to open that box again. Years went by and he lived like this without ever changing his pattern. He smoked and drank. He used drugs. He slept with strange men and women. He watched videos. He went to the park to watch the families, trained himself to feel nothing. He made lists of everything, and his mind became a steel trap. He could absorb anything that he saw. Nothing escaped his notice. He became successful in certain martial arts where an intensity of thought was essential. He could think his way out of a maze of his own construction. He solved practical, real-world problems. The only thing he couldn't do was think about the past. The past didn't exist anymore. Only the present and future were of interest, for they held the most vital questions. The past that he needed, he understood immediately, since he had studied it with sufficient intensity when it had been the moment of the present, and it was no longer an enigma to him. He took to traveling. He wanted to rid his mind of the thoughts that were collecting and growing. He felt something hovering on his mind. A certain thought that seemed fresh and familiar, yet one that he couldn't quite formalize. It was a ghost that was haunting him, possibly, and it was there. No amount of meditation could bring it to the fore. It was waiting for him, of uncertain importance, yet also of mild and growing interest. What did the thought hold? What did the idea mean? It certainly represented a kind of ultimate release, an epiphany of sorts. Perhaps it was the ultimate answer. It was something that he had known intimately, yet it had somehow slipped into the background of his mind. He examined his brain every morning when he woke up, hoping that his dreams might have revealed something. He was trying too hard. The thought was nowhere, and it wasn't going to become clearer despite his effort. One day, he passed by a computer store and saw that they were flogging memory enhancement software. A product that would enhance the memory of the user, not the computer itself. This intrigued him, and he bought the software. He donned sunglasses and a hat so that the worker wouldn't take special note of him. He also made sure his tattoos were covered. He paid in cash. What would the software do? It produced a mild hypnotic field. It asked the right questions. 
He could feel the thought moving through his mind like a thing alive. He was uncomfortable, irritable. The thought wasn't a memory. He knew it wasn't. It was something that moved around in his mind. The utility was working, but he couldn't see the thought. It wasn't in the foreground yet. He became nervous, and at one point, he broke away completely. What was it? Would it solve his problems by simply knowing what was on his mind? He sat down again and tried some more. The thought was closing in. He knew it was there. How often had thoughts escaped from him in the past? With computer software, nothing would ever be truly forgotten again. The thought was coming, and there it was. A voice began repeating in his brain. How many repressed memories do you have?